Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 97th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse, 20th Anniversary Edition. News of the Nation. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora. She's an Aruna in the Geta Fenris. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle, also known as Guards the Low. He's a Philodox of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Adam. I play Mark Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, Speaks in Sweet Whispers. He is a Theurge of the Silent Striders. Hello, my name's Thomas. I play Dimitri Howells in Memory, Lupus Galliard of the Bone Nars. Hi, my name is George. I am playing William Grows Matrices. He is a Foster and Arun of the Glasswalkers. Last time, the Pax returned from Erebus and went to the Sept of the Steel Mountain to see the extent of the Cyberdog Purge. Seeing new faces, they were joined by William Grow's Matrices of the Glasswalkers. The Pax returned home to the Sacred Stone to see how things had changed. Peace with the vampires, new Garu arriving, and the Council still in strength with the Moots becoming far more traditional. The Pax now move on to the business aspect of the cracking of the bone of the moot. With the challenges now coming to an end, it is the time for business, as the Garu now will begin to start talking of planning their concerns, as the concerns come down by rank. And so, the first concern you hear about, actually, is several Athro from Sacred Stone start talking about reminding Garu that it is time to prepare the Sept for the Concordant. For in five months, this whole place is going to be swamped. Then, a delegate from the Sept of Desert Snow steps forward. My siblings, Desert Snow calls upon you for aid. We must hunt a great bane that seems to be slipping in and out of the area. It comes in the night, hunting, before vanishing with the dawn. The smell of the worm is about it, but it is different than any other spirit we have hunted before. Come seek me when the concerns are done, so that we may fight together and crush the worm. Once they step down, an Athro from uh, Shadowlord steps forward. I am the Grieving Knight from the Sept of the Thunderclap. There are strange activities occurring near our Sept in Fort Worth. Some of our Cleoth have been found dead, butchered, Flesh, burnt, bone gnawed through. The only thing heard and seen are the flappings of wings. Some of the survivors from the attack, from these attacks, claim it is the Kamazot come to take vengeance upon the Garu. I do not put that much stock in these rumors, but it perhaps could be a new Fomori. Magadon has a facility in Dallas, not too far from us. 
as well as some other sort of strange concoction or worm beast that has been found in the many fields of Endron as they drill for ancient terrors. All we know is that this evil is loose, and it must be destroyed. Andy paints with twilight steps forward. Siblings, it's time. We need to start deriving a new hunting schedule for the city. With the humans coming out of their lockdowns and spending more time out of their homes, we can't simply rely on them being in the same places, especially as many of their places of work have been asking them to return. This will give the spirals more opportunity to attack our kin and hurt them. We are calling for new Garu, as well as old Garus on patrol, to come and we start working with our kin on new patrol routes and new ways to make the patrol routes work so that we can defend our kin from the Black Spiral Dancers and we can make sure that they are safe. Some of the other things start coming down as you hear some Cleoth talking about seeing potential Pentex connections to major chain realtors and looking in trying to find more items that Pentex sells that should be brought to Kenning Kin so that they can avoid purchasing them in the future as the list goes down before the news ends and planning can begin. There is planning for future Sept holidays, future Sept moots, and of course the concerns that have been brought forth now. What would you all like to do? Or William would like to look into the realtor connections with uh, the Pentex. Okay. Let's focus on the kin then. That uh, just my put out there, pretty much. Uh, where, where is the Sept of Desert Snow, and who owns it? Sept of Desert Snow is in Arizona, and it is an older brother uh, Sept. Yeah, I'm kind of going back and forth between Desert Snow or the new hunting schedule. Kyle will listen in for the plan for Desert Snow. Okay. Yep, Zeb will too. One for the kin, one for the Pentex investigation, and two for Desert Snow. Dimitri's going to listen in on the disappearing Cleath. I'll listen in on the kin, the new hunting schedule. Okay. So we'll start with the new hunting schedule. Several Garu arrive over there as they are very concerned as their hands go down. As you see a Shadow Lord stand up, move his hands down. We understand the concerns, but what we're thinking now is a multi-prong approach. We've been discussing and what we believe is, is that Several Garu and several Kin families have homes scattered across the city with certain routes in certain areas. Some working closer to the homes of the Kin that you'd be staying at, and of course the Kin stay there at night. We're trying to optimize this, as he's pointing to a map of Colorado Springs, so that you're able to react quickly, and Garu are able to react quickly. It is my thought that 
we do this. And some Garu also live in the city. I have a home in the city. And my suggestion is that we open up our homes to some of the packs as well, since we will be doing set business or other things. We then propose a two-week rotation. Garu staying out of the sept, protecting Kin for two weeks, and then switch so that they may return to the sept and pursue any other interests that they may have. This two weeks also gives them a chance to have a few days to look into their own affairs, and if they think those affairs will bleed over into their proposed guard schedule, they would be able to tell the group and we would be able to maneuver other packs to patch these proposed weaknesses. Ah, as the Shadow Lord looks, Cora Two Hearts, am I correct? Yes. I've heard many things about you. Perhaps you'd be able to help in this as the esteemed warrior that you are. I would like to help the kin um, in, in whatever capacity I can. It's, it's very important to me that our families are protected here in town. Agreed. What I'm proposing then is you have several kin, and I believe a companion of yours, um, ah, Howls in Memory, uh, from the Fallen Winterfang, is a Garu with several kin connections here in the city. If we could find out those locations and try and create some sort of overlap between the two of you, and maybe for you to inform them of ways that some of our Garu could stay with them and those families, that would go a long way in protecting our kin. I think that'd be great. Um, I will talk to um, Howls in Memory about getting that information for us. And yeah. Good, good. That's that's fantastic. Yes, it's good to have you back, Cora. Thank you. So, we then go back, go down to the next largest group. The Garu here is known as Mistwalker. As a couple younger Garu and a couple thirds arrive, as he goes, yes. What I can tell you about this bane is it's very odd when the night comes and depending on the phase of the moon it becomes more or less translucent during luna's full face the spirit is more translucent less real but quite powerful and we can smell the worm upon it we try and attack and we do do damage we see the creature in pain but when the sun rises it vanishes there's some odd other things about it, too. It's... Well, it's moon paths don't match the creature. The creature is large, almost slender. It's scaled, sometimes dripping slime, sometimes dry as a bone with a strange sheen to it. Dagger-like claws and a long head with a trailing body behind it that seems almost ripped asunder with fragments of muscle tissue. But the paths vary from night to night, and sometimes it doesn't even appear. It seems to be almost random. 
We see the steps of deer spirit, the tracks of falcon and hawk spirits, or spirits of wind. But we don't see tracks that relate to this strange creature after we it disappears. We know that there are several old mines in the area, and we've tried to look through them the best we can, as those mines also lead into an extensive cave network. But they're so vast, we haven't been able to really track anything. And there's no real evidence that this creature crawls from those caves. It's just a theory by some of the Thurges. As you see kind of a look of concern, uh, could I get a perception empathy roll from you two? This six. You guys both notice he's holding something a little back. It's a str like a, a concern or kind of a sudden mulling aha moment that he's not quite sure how to express as it might not be, he seems nervous about expressing it. Not like in a terrified of the knowledge, but terrified, but, but slightly worried of the reaction of the crowd that's listening. What actions has this creature taken so far? It seems to wander about. It wanders and will occasionally attack other spirits. It will attack Garu if we come close enough and we strike it. It seems to not notice us until we strike it. It... It's very odd. It also seems like the gauntlet gets weaker around it in some ways. Weaker, but as we pass through, the remaining threads will burn into the flesh of any Garu who steps sideways. What's the prevailing idea if you would share What's something a little bit more off the wall? The first thought that I hear when you mention this, that it could be poisoning the gauntlet. Something that we know that creatures of the worm can do, but again, if we're dealing with something we've never seen before, what do you think? That is what I'm trying to, to discover. It's odd because typically creatures of the worm are not so worried about Helios in the Umbra since Helios tends to be covered in clouds. It is clearly tied to protection and Gaian energies. It doesn't come near a Karen. It seems to avoid those areas. Some theories range from a new kind of bane, though that doesn't explain the spirit paths. Others think it might be something locked away by older brother in the dawn times of the Pure Lands. But if that's the case, you would think it'd be more powerful. Our claws rend it very easily, and if it starts to be damaged far enough, it will start to run, and we have killed it. And its body dissipates after its essence has been torn asunder, yet it appears again in the future. My guess is it's perhaps a projection of something to come. There are strange spirits starting to be spoken of across the world, spirits that are there and not there. As if they are spirits to be born. But this doesn't match those descriptions either. Are there other realms that you enter from the Umbra like that? Uh, like you might the physical to the Umbra? One that might leave you in some half state? I've heard tales that that can happen in Trods. Special Umbra places that can lead to the land of the Fae, supposedly. But 
There have been no records of trods in our area either. As he looks over the stunned silences, we're as confused about it as you all are. But extra eyes and extra bodies might be able to try and find might be able to find the source of this thing. I think you're under something. My first thought was ghost. Uh, the more that you describe, if it is something independent of time, an echo, uh, the source of the emanation would be important. Think this over. Please, let me know before the breaking of the bone. The bones continue to heat, and only when the last bone crumbles do we call the songs. Understood. Meanwhile, some of the Cleoth are getting together as they're pushing each other around, getting pumped from various sets. All right, so we're going to... What I'm suggesting is, is that we go in and we start getting a bunch of products, right? Some of the new stuff on the shelves. Once we do that, we can start looking through the library. They've got computers there. That way we can start tracing things down. Um, yeah, Beth. Beth here was going to law school before her first change, so she's real good at trying to track that copyright shit. If we do that, then what we can do then is try and find a schedule and maybe disrupt it a little bit. You know, a truck hits a bear on the street, things like that. We're looking at checking out things such as Complete Foods, Shelf Mart, Heinrichs, and of course, J-Mart. Oh, Rhea, we were just talking about uh, some ways that we can help the sept. Oh, really? Continue. Uh, that's really it. We're thinking of just doing that, hitting up products, maybe looking up, trying to find some of those obscure, you know, press releases about new products. We'd be more than happy to, for you to help. We've heard that the Glasswalkers know their way around these sorts of things. Yeah, we do know our way around computers and technology and tracking information down through the digital network. What is it that you're looking for specifically? Well, I need more information if I'm going to do more research. So, like I said, what we're going to do is we're going to try and find uh, various products, especially new things on the shelf. Things that have just been released recently. Since Pentax goes through who knows how many shell companies to push out some of their products, we want to make sure that some of these new products are safe for our kin to have. So we're just looking at the next big popular thing and making sure that it's not a Pentex object and has the risk of carrying a bane in it. I can do some research on this and see if I can track down or trace some of the shell companies. Oh, good. Yes, that's what we're looking for. We want to make sure that we can find out if they are shell companies. So we're, we're going to do a raid on some of the stores tomorrow. Just, you know, pack our pockets full of some items and then walk out. And then, like I said, if we find out some of those items are, then we can try and disrupt deliveries of it. Just reduce the supply a bit. And if the supply goes down, then it's all going to cost more, right? Which means that most of our kin aren't going, even our, our kenning, our, our callow kin won't won't try and purchase it if it gets more expensive, at least in the area. Theory is sound, but I don't think that it's completely right. But I do believe that it is a good plan to start with. Um, are you talking about trying to steal some product or yeah. are you going to be purchasing this? 
Some will purchase, some will steal. It depends on who we got. It'd be pretty shitty if we bought we bought it, and even though in the long run we'd hurt Pentex, some of our money ended up in their coffers. You're right. We don't give any money to Pentex or anybody who assists them. Well, we try. They're kind of everywhere, but yeah, agreed. We do what we can. We try not to, but our kin, some like our, our callow kin don't know any better, and we can't just tell them because they're not in the know. Well, once you get more information, shoot me a text or an email, and I will do what I can and trace that information to Pentex, if that's the case. If not, I will reply back to you and let you know what I find out. All right. Thank you, uh, Gross Matrices, uh, Rhea. You're more than welcome. Uh, what was the werewolf, the Garu's name? This one was Annie Hunts by Streetlight. You're more than welcome, Hunts by Streetlights. And I will hand over my contact information, pull out a business card and give it to him. All right, thank you. Meanwhile, Dimitri, there's the Shadow Lord as they look you up and down. Ah, so you've come to mock me for my tail, have you? Oh, no, not... I haven't come here to mock you. I've come to... to maybe help and listen to whatever plans may be in store to take care of this thing. We have a plan to try and hunt it. The creature we know comes out in a very specific part of the city now. All the sightings have been there. Our goal is to trap it and kill it. Some have been, all have been reporting different things though. That's the concerning part. The creature, they hear the flap of the wings. The creature gives out a horrid scream. And then some claim that they see a twisted camisot of old. Others claim to see a great shadow in the shape of a bat with glowing red eyes. Others claim to see a spiral with its arms replaced with great bat wings as it hunts and kills them, as if some sort of Garu Fomori. Others claim it is just a very powerful Fomori and that it looks more like a man than an actual bat. All that can be agreed upon is that the creature's bite seems deadly. It burns and the evidence on our deceased plays that out. Do you think it could be a a group rather than just one creature? That is possible, though all the Cleoth who have seen it so far claim to have only seen one attack them. And did you say it was throughout the whole city or just a certain area? Just an area, area, just north of us. We've only seen it there, but there is a chance that it could spread. what plan did you have to trap it? Did, were you planning on setting out bait? That I don't know the most, the, the full story of. Our worm foe has been devising a plan for it. I was simply sent as I speak more elegantly than our worm foe. All right. As you guys start to reconvene, Zeb, you bump into Winds of the Ashen Dead as he's moving between groups, listening in. Brother Strider. Brother Strider. It's been some time. It has. I am returned from Erebus and find myself lacking information to share. (laughs) So it seems. 
I too seem to be lacking information. It's been a few. It's been over a year since I've been here. Been spending most of my time up north, near the Tar Sands. Several raids against Endron have occurred there. I wish to join them in that endeavor. Come back though, and the dynamics of this sept have changed quite substantially. They have indeed. You've been here more recently than I. I only know of the transition in the elder, the leader here, and old faces in new positions. Yes. As he looks over you and he looks over at Cora, seeing her talk to the, or seeing her walk away from the group with the Shadow Lord walking, he goes, Do you know anything of St- Alvin Stormchaser? No, I do not know of anything of him. I'm, I'm sorry. That's the interesting thing. Only the elders of this place seem to know him, and he is an elder. Surely you would have heard his name at least once or twice. Oh, I should think so. An elder here. Yeah, this elder seemed to have joined about a year ago. He helped in the negotiations with the leeches. It's set- Once he'd made his name for himself here, all of his acts had been extraordinary and clearly is a Garu of high rank and worthy of legend. But so far, all the legends I hear when I travel the nation are legends that originate here. I'll keep an ear to the ground. I'd appreciate that. If the fight up north goes well? It went quite well for a bit. It seems that the main pipeline has been stopped as well, at least for now. There's a lot to wrap my head around between resources moving and a pandemic and the moves here, you know, a peace with vampires. Not something I expected either. <laughs> Understandable. Did you hear anything else of what occurred in the Glasswalker camp when they took care of the cyberdogs? Is information widespread about this? Yes, it was it became very well known. The Prometheus Days was streamed over a secure channel that was scrambled by data spirits so that only Garu could see. The person watching it had to have had Gnosis to see the information when it streamed. Otherwise, it came across as just reruns of public domain cartoons. <laughs> Very clever. Well, perhaps we shall sit and talk a bit more before you depart once again. Again, I'm sorry, but perhaps I'll learn a little bit more to pass on before you make your way out. Very well. It'll be good to talk again. It shall. As the groups reconvene. Well, Kyle and I had a very interesting conversation about a creature that could be a bane or something else in Arizona, one that I have great interest in, but perhaps a little bit selfishly, only because it's bizarre and undefinable and still a menace that I would like to take care of. I don't know if Kyle has an opinion on it himself. I'll admit it does interest me. The way you describe it, Zeb, it definitely piques a third interest of mine. Definitely. How's memory? What did you come across? The Garu in Texas are dealing with a winged creature of some kind. From what witnesses have said, they can't figure out if it's a spiral dancer with wings, a bat changer, or some kind of flying femori. But it is it is killing Cleoth, so I, I am concerned about that. Why only Cleoth? That I, I don't know. But they they know where it it hunts and they they plan on trapping it and killing it. We had an interesting talk about a schedule to help keep the kin in town 
safe now that people are going back to work and traveling more. A two-week rotation is what they were proposing, that packs live in the city for two weeks before switching out with others so that they can, you know, deal with other business that they that they have at the sept or elsewhere. I feel like it would be extremely important that we part- participate in it just because they are our kin and this is our home. Well, I guess that just leaves me then. I spoke with a lot of Cleoth here about Pentex connections and a lot of possible shell companies that are selling a lot of their products at the different food stores and it doesn't seem very pressing at the moment but once i have more information from them to research and look into more it might turn into something bigger at that point but for now it it seems surface level and more sticking it to the man kind of talk right now but knowing pentex it's definitely something that we don't want to overlook. Yeah, it could become something deeper. So I'd say keep keep an ear out for any changes on it. And, you know, let us know if if, it, if anything does change, becomes more serious. Well, they've got my, my phone number and email. Uh, I will be doing my research on, on my phone or laptop as necessary. So, but for now, I, I think the, the pressing matters are what you guys looked into. Dimitri, a storm chaser uh, knows that you have kin in, in town as well, and he would like to get a little bit of information, primarily their location and their their routes so that we can protect them while they are living their lives, I guess, in town. Okay, I can I can bring that information to storm chaser when I get a chance. Perfect. Thank you. Two things come to mind. First, William, well, you're part of a temporary pack right now that dabbles in the strange. And this is one of those things that are strange. And I'm glad that you at least have the reach or can be reached to handle some of these things to help out those younger werewolves that would need your help when it comes to economy. Howls and memory. I certainly respect the fact that looking at a bat person is also equally strange and something of interest. However, the general layout of the things that we are good at makes me still lean toward mine, and I am certainly biased in that regard. Overall, when it comes to protecting this place, um, nothing makes me want to stab needles in my eyes more than staying in one place for two weeks after I've been in one place for two years. Um, However, we certainly have a duty to the kin, and I understand that. I think trying to bind ourselves to two-week patrols might be a little bit difficult given recent history. And those are my thoughts on that. Yes, I I agree. I I can at least offer the information to Storm Chaser at least. I'm sure the mighty elder and broker of this piece will appreciate any information you provide. Would it be possible to be part of the patch to help to help with? Like we we don't have the two week rotation but we can help when we're here. Of course, that goes without saying. It was just something to to think of, like we can help our kin. And oh, I, yes. I, for one, would definitely like to help. I just, I, I agree with you though. I don't think we can 
anchor ourselves when we have other matters that call to us so no, consistently. You're 100% right, William. It isn't a matter of forsaking them. Definitely not. It's just a matter of knowing that probably meeting that type of schedule wouldn't be possible. Mark will uh, kind of chime in. Most certainly it's not an issue of abandoning the kin, but I certainly feel this can be something we can deal with immediately. We don't necessarily have to be in the first rotation of things, but we can at least help start things out. Make it known throughout the kin that this is something that can be done. But if we were to reach an impasse, perhaps well, the, for your pack and your alpha, I think I can get consensus among the ill omens one way or another. Certainly. Or his bank can make that decision. I follow you, Rhea. And I'm with you. I tend to agree that although the kin are important, we can help a little by providing the information they need. But other than that, we have, well, allies asking for our help. And I think it behooves us to do what we've done in the past. You speak wisdom, Rhea. I defer to your decision. Two arts? I would like to stay here and help our kin. But I understand that the issues in, like, the desert snow are more in line with our abilities and experience. So, if possible, a compromise of, while we are here, helping our helping to protect our kin in town until we need to leave or when we get back. Do you think that would work? I think so. I imagine everyone here has things they need to take care of. We've been here, well, barely any time at all. All of a less than a day. Absolutely agree. Two Hearts speaks wisdom as well. How would you like to divide and conquer and getting information and such? I think that some of us should go figure out when they we need to leave for desert snow and then see if we can jump in on a on a short tour of protection for the for the kin until we need to leave okay all right so there's the planning going on so dimitri mark you're going over to the the kin protection thing just to hand off information then yes correct yes i'll um dimitri will tell storm chaser the locations of his kin but it also has been t- over two years at least but he'll point out like the the shelters and in favorite spots i appreciate it how's in memory well, you're welcome it's it's the least i can do and also be aware storm chaseria the the kin are in possession of a fetish that me and a fellow garu gifted to them it needs to have a garu with gnosis to use the fetish properly so if if that's information that could be used for you that could help the kin steven goes hey i can drive that as you hear one Most of the ragabosh if you hear one of the ragabosh wait a fucking minute you got you earned your license i have a license the spirit's name is the unyielding road and he likes to take his gnosis in the forms of well Frankly, trucker things, if that makes sense. I think it does, yes. We'll see who we can get to to drive. S- Steven, you said you had a license? Yep, as he pulls it out. Got it from the Bonars in New York. Most excellent, Steven, most excellent. It's a good picture, too. Thanks. Really brings out my eyes. I think you'd like Unyielding Road. I could see you too, akin. 
Thank you so much, Storm Chaseria. I appreciate you working with the kin on this. Absolutely. Thank you, Mark Guides the Fawn. If you can create a fetish that that useful, I would be very interested to hear some of your other theories on fetish craft. We might be able to create other things to help our kin in the future. Of course, Storm Chaseria. I gladly would love to do this. Excellent. I appreciate hearing about your ideas. Then will you be coming on patrol with us? I don't see the rest of your your packs. Unfortunately, our packs have reached uh, an agreement that we cannot join the hunting packs just now. We have allies that are seeking our aid, and we must answer those calls first. <sighs> well, when we, when we do come back, we will help wherever we can. I'm disappointed that we won't get to work together, as I've said I've heard many things of you. The legend of the Incarna of Truth has been sung to the farthest corners of the nation, it seems, these days. And I will look forward to seeing such promising Garu help in the future and watch you grow into mighty elders in your own right. That's that's very humbling news, Rhea, to know that our story is throughout the nation. Thank you. And it's a little scary. <laughs> Responsibility usually is. Well, we must be off, Rhea. Thank you again. Guys, blessings be with you. As you all return together and approach the delegate of older brother. Mist Walker, we've come to the consensus to offer aid to the desert snow to handle this menace. Excellent. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. I will be leaving after the rest of the delegates who will be leaving after the revel. Uh, I plan on leaving after the great, great rites of older brother occurring tomorrow night. So we would be leaving the 14th. Is that agreeable to all of you? Mark will shake yep. his head in agreement. That's fine. I'm thankful. Fate Dancer has spoken of your packs before. I'd be interested to see how you will aid us. We'll be right on the 14th. As you see the bones cracking and there's barely any left. Kyle, you are approached by Binds the Darkness. Binds the Darkness, Rhea. It's good to see you again. It is good to see you again, Guards Low. Been some time. Yes, it has. It's good to see things looking so healthy and lively here. Agreed. We've started to implement some things. I was unfortunately... I unfortunately went ahead with some other children of Gaia with the plan we discussed uh, those years ago. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to get some buy-in and we will be performing the Child of Gaia yearly, yearly moot here. Or not the tribal one, the seasonal one. The Earth Day right? Planting trees and honoring our ancestors. I think that is a moot that anyone can agree with that's fantastic to hear yes i i look forward to it yes i think you'll enjoy it it's oh i i would say it's much more calm than some of our other moots yes i'd say that has a little less to do with running around and hunting banes gaia can be helped in many ways as many disagreements as i have with your tribe over their treatment of my people 
that was the one thing I happened to agree with them very strongly with. The common ground. The children of Gaia have failed in many ways, particularly in regards to older and younger brother. Hopefully we can work to rectify it further in the future. Fomori's Bane and the Ill Omens will be heading to the Sept of the Desert Snow to help them with their problems. Oh, good. Well, if that's the case, I should, as you hear crumbling in the fire and the last bone has collapsed, as you hear a great howl as the business comes to conclusion, as the Garu all start moving again into a circle around the fire, the tail singer steps forward as winds of a bitter song comes out and gives a long howl. The howl of a grand past. A howl, a howl of the future with darkness all about you, but a glimmer of hope. For there is always hope, even in these dark times. As there begins to be many stories so as they start going by rank, as several Athro come forward and their galliard starts telling the tale of their adventures since their since the last moot. Others start coming out with stories of the past, of histories. You hear the story of the forming of Litany and many parables that lead into each of the laws. One talking, one going. The first law of litany happened when a silent strider and a child of Gaia, in their grief in a field of battle during the War of Rage, saw the bodies of the Pharah slaughtered by their brothers and sisters who thought they were gathering the Pharah that trusted them into a place to discuss peace were simply lured into a trap. In their pain, they embraced each other. And the story of their child is a story for another day. Then they go forward as they go, they talk about when the great earth erupted and the worm's maw spread open and spewed his vomit into the air, a great Spain storm attacked, crushing life. And the Garu knew that they had to fight it. They were, they were blind. They fought the worm in the places that were obvious, but they did not go to the heart of it. They did not go to when it, when it bred. And we must remember, the child of Gaia speaks up, that the worm does not just breed under the earth. The worm does not just breed in Malfis. It does not breed just in the ruined fields of the tar sands, nor the reckless destruction of the Amazon. No, the worm doesn't just fester in the hearts of the board of, board of directors of Pentex. No, the worm breeds in the hearts of men. When greed grows beyond the caring of your fellow man. When apathy rages the world. Apathy, the gatekeeper of atrocities. This is what the Garu must do. This is why the Garu must battle. Steven speaks up and shouts out. This is why the Garu have to fight against poverty and those who feel her withering touch. This is our duty. Never forget, there is glory on the battlefield. 
but there is wisdom and honor in going after where the worm truly breeds, where it truly dwells. Another steps forward. It is here that Winds of the Ashen Dead steps forward. It is good that the story of Litany precedes me, for I wish to continue that story. The fires are growing low. The lights of the city kill the stars. Luna hides half her face. It is a time for darkness, and darkness is when we tell the tales that could draw the eyes of the worm. Hush, my siblings, hush. Do not let your breath quicken, for quickens the worm will know your fear, and it will slither into your rage, feed upon your will, taint your very gnosis. No, no, keep your heart still and listen to my tale, for it is the tale of the first ronin, the first ronin medis-born from my tribe, and the children of Gaia, born hairless, mewling, the mother and father butchered by their fellows, rended limb from limb as their baby bathed in its blood, the elders in signs of brutality decided to let the child grow, to be a sign, to show the world what sin looked like. The child could gain no renown. The child could not leave the ranks of cub, it seemed. For he was beaten and nipped at, scars running across his naked flesh. And every time that he wished to take a totem, he was chased away by the Garu who tried to protect their honor. Even Rat rejected him, or at least Rat's children. I have no doubt that the Honorable Spirit would have taken the poor child into its loving embrace and turned it into a true warrior. But there was one who would show it affection, for that is what the worm does. It turns our emotions, our kindnesses, everything good on its head. And the worm whispered, and said, as you see him use a gift and all the shadows turn and come alive, as you actually see a great serpent moving through the shadows, hissing, I will show you love. I shall show you care. Do you not want a tribe? I will give you a tribe, a tribe of one. The first Ronin listened, and it rejected the nation. Some say it danced the spiral. Others say it did not for its features are not as twisted as the spirals. Ah, but some of you already growl. You heard what I said. His features do not look, yes. The first Ronin still wanders Gaia, immortal, ageless. Its bonds to the cycle of life rusted away by the worm's toxic venom. It is said the first Ronin hunts us that the name of his next victim will grow etched in his flesh as scars. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of names already etched onto this creature's skin. Hunting, Garu running. Once they see him, they know it is too late. They fight, and damage seems to not harm him. No, it is said that the first Ronin will wander Gaia until the final battle, 
when his pleasure in our pain is gone, and he will vanish of his own accord. This is a tale of caution to you, my brothers and sisters. A tale of great caution. I've heard some of you. You scoff at our siblings, the Garu-born. You scoff as they look for hope in the child of Gaia prophecy of the desperate one. Do not try and deny them of that hope. The first Ronin left the nation because of us. How we let the worm fester in our hearts. We did not let face it where it bred. In us. In our contempt. We turned what was justice upon the parents upon into corruption and vengeance upon a child who had nothing to do with their sin. I remind my siblings, it is time that we stand with our Garu-born brethren. We stand with them and make them know that they are wanted. Or have you not noticed that the worm seduces them with kindness? Imagine, imagine how cruel we must be if the promise of kindness is all it takes for one to sell their soul. He steps away. I am speaks in sweet whispers. I am a theurge, certainly not an honored storyteller as our galliards are. My face is far too broken. My voice is far too raspy. But I will tell you a lesson, a lesson learned from the duty carried out by Sharice's brood in the land of Erebus, where our people have a chance at redemption. And the cost for one, when pain grew too great, as he moved past it and did not face the reckoning for his actions, those temptations, and those things that pulled on him. I speak for myself first, one who believed that pain could be thrown over the shoulder and forgotten, that the plight and woes of those that we serve and live among could be forgotten too and ignored. Surely everything focused on the destruction of the worm, and as others here have said, not looking within. This one in particular is one called Roy Mindscape, who, like a pendulum, swung between the love of Gaia and the wild, Weaver and its temptations of order, and the dark whispers of the worm, and found himself, after crossing so many bridges to get past pain and inaction, or terrible action, irredeemable. So now I turn here to the galliard of my pack howls in memory with his beautiful voice. Tell a story of pain and memory and to reconcile this and recognize that all of us carry some pain and reconciliation, brotherhood, and the struggle together gets past it. All right. And Dimitri is going to step forward and and share his part of the story. And he begins with a howl as he says, when the sept of the Winterfang fell, it ended as swiftly as it had began. The sky was clear, barely a cloud in the sky. None of us were expecting the attack on such a peaceful day. Guns, a gunshot boomed through the air when the attack came, and then the howls calling everyone to battle. I was on patrol outside the territory of the Sept, and I ran to join the battle as fast as I could, but I was still too late. It was a slaughter, a surprise attack that came without warning. 
As I arrived, Spiral Dancer was waiting in ambush, split off from the main force to catch any stragglers or stop any of the wounded from escaping. We fought for what felt like forever, as the howls from the Sept started to die off one by one. I dealt a strong blow, knocking them down, I believed them dead, and I lowered my guard just long enough for my opponent to strike with some kind of poison. I was weakened, and the Spiral Dancer ran off. The poison sapped my strength quickly, and I could no longer stand. My only option was to take shelter and rest and recover, but I found I couldn't regenerate. And it was dead silent during that first night as I waited, waiting for them to return to finish me off and give me the honor of dying in battle, or some fleeting hope that maybe we had won after all. But none, none of them, no one came for me. And as the days passed and blended together, I wasn't sure how long I waited. I could only see how much my blood had soaked and stained into the earth. My strength had left me, but my rage remained and burned hot. I wanted to fight to my last breath, and but not die to poison. When Fomori's Bane and the ill omens, then they were called the Infernal Alphas. When they had found me, I, I nearly lashed out to fight them, even if I had no strength left to fight. I was ready to die. I thought they were spiral dancers at first until they healed my wounds and cleansed the tainted poison from my blood. And I'm glad I was mistaken, because I would rather have no one else to fight alongside and call my friends. And it took a long time for me to, to learn, to realize that I had carried the sorrow and pain of the friends and family that I had lost. But they helped me learn and to realize that no one can bear such a terrible burden alone. All right. I'll have you roll Charisma Performance, and you will get three bonus dice for all that. Ooh. You tell an excellent story as everyone nods as you see the Garu bow their heads. You see the sorrow in their eyes, but also the glimmers of possible hope. As you step down, there are several growls and snaps when Silver Scribe and Winds of a Bitter Song step forward. Their challenge occurring. Who shall start the tale? Kyle guards the low. Let the challenger begin. And so Silver Scribe begins to give an account of the Storm Eater. The sign that it was truly a moment for the tribes to unite and how they could be reunited again. Winds of a Bitter Song continues the tale, interlacing bits about how, while the threat was great and how their unity was needed, any long-term success was always undercut by the invaders refusing to take responsibility for the hurt and the damage that they caused as they go back and forth about, about it, trying to bend the narrative for each other. And I'm just gonna roll. And it's first to 10 wins, basically. Winds of a Bitter Song seems to be the victor as Silver Scribe finally answers with, but the tribes must see the error of their ways and apologize for their wrongdoing. And she bows her head. 
The moot turns to look at Kyle. Winds of a bitter song is the honorable victor. Thank you, guards the low. I appreciate the challenge from Silver Scribe. She is a she is an honorable galliard and one who made me dig deep and has shown what a true challenge can be to help us grow in the coming nights. As the Master of Howl is about to make another grand howl and another story, you hear a long and guttural howl from Bloodwind. Eat! Eat! Run! Bite! Dance to the songs! Dance through the fire! The worm is out there! Prepare your body! Prepare your soul! Death could await you, but not... But if you are strong, the worm will be the one who is crushed. We will seek the banes, we will seek destruction, and we shall rip it out. Spill the blood and show the preservation of Gaia is true. Golden Eagle, our great totem, will make it so that we find worthy prey. Ready your teeth, let them be stained. White is the color of snow and untested metal. Only red, red and stained fangs are the testament of a true warrior. Howl and dance and eat now, for it may be your last. As the canes start to play more upbeat music, just drumming, guitaring away rhythmically as several Garu start eating at the plates of food, crunching away, some even getting bones and crunching them and swallowing the bones whole. As some Garu are now getting into games of like tug of war, climbing competitions, some are getting into mock battles, biting and snapping at each other as it starts to grow and grow and there's almost like a breathing rhythm to the violence. This goes on for about an hour before everything goes silent and there's a final howl from Bloodwind beckoning Golden Eagle to show them the path. As you see the Great Eagle for, uh, possess one of his physical kin and the Great Spirit launches forward as the entire sept bursts forth from the woods full speed following a Great Eagle heralding destruction before you come across a great, before you see the eagles split in two as the great eagle spirit splashes into the water beneath the heart of the Karen. As the rest of the Garu pack in and pass through, running through the Umbra, moving through the pass as a blazing path of fire and moonlight burns behind the eagle spirit as you are led into the city proper and enter one of the many autumn medical facility hospitals that had been purchased recently before you see a bloated spirit of pain needle-like teeth serpent-like tongue with tar drizzling down his body as the whole sept leaps upon him and rends him asunder once destroyed the pack start moving out in every direction hunting banes throughout and you go until morning before returning and having just a few moments to sleep before the sept is locked down for older brother only. You all wake up, it's just a couple hours after sunrise as you need to start mo making your way into the city to just be off sept grounds. Awesome. That was a fun night. 
Kyle, Cora, how are you? It's a good morning. Tired. <laughs> but good. I was thinking that while we're off sub grounds and before we leave tonight, that I would go and spend some time with Eleanor. It's been some years and she is family to me. Well, given that shiner that she gave you, I think she'd appreciate it. I think so too. If you want to make it just a family affair, I'm sure Colin and I could find a place for the night ourselves. No, I, or for the day, no. I, if you would like to spend time with, or spend time as a pack as well, I think, I think that'd be fine. Uh, I, it, it'll probably be a pretty chill day. So you're welcome to join. Mm. Unless you had other business to do in town. I have no particular business myself. Thanks. I'll, I'll join. I think I'll figure out what Stephen's up to today. I figure we've had two years in close proximity. We can spend a day apart. Fair enough. I hope that he's, he's doing it very well. Be sure to say hi for us. Of course. Well, fellas, other than me trying to find some, some rats or mice to make sure Al and his kin are satisfied... My only lead will be the next good cardboard box, although, William, you might be a little bit more high-end than House and Memory and I. Rather you gents have business in this place, I imagine you might. <clears throat> I've got some personal business that, if you two would like to join, would be fine. And we don't necessarily have to be look for a cardboard box in the city. I'm sure we could find a place to, to stay for the night, and with an actual bed underneath us. Don't knock it till you try it. Fair enough. Alice in memory, what about you? I think you might have some folks around here you want to see, or... Oh, my my thoughts were on our our next mission, our next adventure. I actually wanted to talk to you, Zeb, about, about ghosts and matters of the underworld. I know we've had a... Well, I've had a adventure into the Dark Umbra once or twice, but... I, I don't really know much beyond that. I was hoping you could teach me some things, and we could probably spend some time with William here and get to get to know our new packmate better. I think that sounds great. Then, well, William, we might just have a very bizarre and strange conversation as we go and take some of your care of some of your business here in the city. I'll be happy to talk to you both about it. I'll be happy to listen. All right. So we'll start first with. Cor and Mark, you get to Eleanor's. You it took several hours since you're going by foot. So it's now early early to mid afternoon. Super. As you knock on the door. As Eleanor answers. Cora, hey. Gives you a hug. Hey, you busy? No, not busy. Oh, Mark, right? Uh that's right. Uh Eleanor, correct? Yeah. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm a friend, packmate of uh, Chorus. Yeah, I, I remember. Come on in. Thank you. There's the little, like, studio, like, house, you know, like one of those really small ones. And she's like, hey, can I get you something to eat? I was just actually just starting to, I just finished up lunch myself, but I could probably pull something from the fridge for you. Oh, I'm okay right now. Thank you, though. Sure. Brings you guys out here. You, actually... I figured that, I mean, I was gone for so long and we didn't 
really get a lot of time to spend together since you relocated here. And we're going to be leaving again here shortly. Just wanted to spend some time together. Okay, yeah. Uh, come on, have a seat. Let's talk. What do you want to talk about? Not quite sure. Just, I don't know. I figured maybe we could go do something. Maybe go on a walk or... I mean, even if we just stay and talk, I, I'm happy with that too. Okay, yeah, let's let's do a little walk. I'm I'm always good for some walks. Let me uh, let me change into something uh, more hike appropriate. Perfect. As you guys get into your car, and she drives up to Palmer Lake to go to some of the hiking trails there. As you start walking through the forests, things like that, moving past the reservoirs, the nice calm lakes. Trail's pretty nice. The evergreens are around, though the aspen, of course, have shed all their leaves. Though the weather, you wouldn't have believed it. Hey, I just wanted to apologize again for disappearing without any word. I I appreciate that. It just... It... I, I was probably more on edge than I needed to be. It just... It really reminded me of Winterfang holding up in a safe house, everyone you know not answering for weeks. Yeah. And then you find out they're all dead. All but Dimitri. Yeah, it it was probably terrifying. And then, and then... Spirals hunting us down because that, that damn vampire leaking our names to, to Spirals just... We can't stay right now. But we shouldn't be gone too awful long. And when we get back, my pack and the the Illomans are willing to help with with guarding you guys and helping out because it's important and you're important. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Oh, man, good good three miler. Yeah. Good. You guys want to go to a local restaurant here? I'll, I'll sure. Pay. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Almost <laughs> certainly then. Yeah, I, I had a feeling. I've got like 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I know. Mark I will, know. Mark will nervously scratch the back of his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all get it. You're friends with Steven. No, you, you've been just a kid. It's fine. You, you haven't had an actual job. You're good. Yeah, he's just a kid, right, Cora? <laughs> well, Cora's 20 now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cora d- had a single job that has paid. <laughs> and she's been living off that $1,000 for many years. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, two of those years, she didn't have to spend a fucking dime. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> she would have had to get a job a year and a half ago. <laughs> well, I thank you. Definitely. Appreciate it, Eleanor. Yeah, of course. Meanwhile, Kyle, Steven's down south by the World Arena. Hey, bud. Hey. What you up to as you see him lathering on sunscreen? Oh, I figured I'd do whatever you were doing. I'm just walking around, uh, doing the panhandle thing for a bit. I got a couple. Yeah, I can. Uh, it's been a while, but I imagine I still remember. 
No, it's good. So what we do is we panhandle over here, and then our kin and the regular folk actually panhandle somewhere else. Because our rage is going to get way more complaints due to the curse. That way, the cops leave our kin alone, and they tell us to move along. Alright, alright. I can definitely do that. Yeah. Come on, as he puts down the hat. Oh, shit. Uh, come on. As you see him, like, grab some, like, dirt, ruffles it up, and then slams it into his hands, and he starts rubbing it on Kyle's cheeks and forehead. He's like, you look way too clean. Yeah, the the burning river will do that to you. <laughs> yeah, that's... Wow. So is it... It's gone, then. The stuff you were talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, you tell me. There's not, none on you. It's very refreshing. <laughs> I just didn't want to turn this into a, to a sniff-me sort of relationship. <laughs> That's what it's been for years. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, oh, this one's good. Look, look real sad. Head down. As the lady walks by and you hear the clink of some change. Nice. But, yeah, things have been whew, all over the place. It, uh, it seems like it. How's everyone been? What with the pandemic? I have had to bury a lot of my friends. Fuck. They didn't have any, you know, they, they got it. And, you know, when you're homeless, you don't see, see a hospital. Yeah. Kin, kin did, kin made it out better than regular folk. It's actually why I'm really butt heads a bit with some of the direction our sept's going. Oh, yeah? Uh, this is a Garu problem, and it's everywhere. But it's why I like the Bonar tribal moot. The Bonar tribal moot is there so that you talk to regular fucking people. And you learn their stories. And you tell their stories at the moot like it matters. Because it does. But if you ask a Garu about the pandemic, they'll tell you how the kin did. But no one else. Then they don't treat those stories like they matter. And with and I, I know why sacred stones like this. Gaia fucking knows I know, right? Our kin got kidnapped by black spiral dancers. Our kin were getting raided. There were vampire problems. There was a s sudden surge of banes for like a week and a half that got us very vigilant. But then we made sure that our kin were protected. How many Fomori got created by Banes that we missed who attached themselves to regular people, even if they were shitty people? They don't deserve to be Fomori. Just... <sighs> Rat teaches us one of the greatest evils of the worm is poverty. And there's a whole lot more of it. But the kin are doing okay. The kin's community network, Families of the Peak, have been really helpful. They've been trying to help the homeless, but they give preference to the Bonarkin. So we're doing fine. But the worm, like that storyteller said, continues to fester out here with regular people. It's why I'm not part of the rotation right now, and I'm doing my own thing. You know, my, my, renowns, be re my renowns be damned. If we're not helping regular people, how the hell are we helping Gaia? Well, Fomori's Bane... Neil Omens are off to Desert Snow to help there, 
and I know that everyone wants to help with the rotation when we're back, but maybe I can bum off. I get the alliance is important. I, th- I actually respect you for doing that. Um, like, the elders have been real good about keeping the ship right, and every Garu that's joined the Sept has been a real asset. I just... It's like when I talked about being a Metis. I just wish they saw what I saw. And I I really wish Storm Chaser used all that charisma and gravity that he brings to defending kin and helping alliances and fighting the worm to this. If he did that, I think we could have made a real difference in some ways. But he doesn't he's not interested in that. He he's a shadow lord. He he's interested in maneuvering the Sept to be more powerful. It's it's clear to everyone. He's he's gunning for an elder council position at some point. And if he does that, he'll probably put it on the giant billboard of Shadow Lord. Shadow Lord's getting one over the Silver Fangs. Sure. Most of this stuff does always come down to politics. I think it's politics and just that's who the Garu are sometimes. Unlike you guys, I've had to spend my whole life with us. No, when you're right, you're right. But if we weren't dealing with politics all the time, I'm sure there'd be time for other problems. (laughs) When you're right, you're right, Kyle. (laughs) Looks sad. Yeah, just... I don't know. I was thinking about maybe doing the the Cleoth saving down in Texas, but I, I just decided against it. I... Sacred Stone, for all of its flaws, treats me better than a whole lot of other septs. <sighs> I'm glad for it, but... Wormherder's got himself into a pretty nice place, you know, nation-wise. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got what it takes to be that kind of Garu. Well, I'm sure. I just gotta... He's got the stigma of being... Garu-born. I've got the stigma of being Garu-born and Bonar. Yeah, I suppose that doesn't help, does it? Nah, and... Look, I know I'm hot. Hot-tempered. And I've used that to my advantage because a lot of people think hot-tempered means stupid. So I'm able to get away with the half-ragabosh thing. Which means I'm able to nudge people with a few jokes and a well-placed barb, or wounding their pride, because I'll say I'll do it. A Fostrin Metis Bonar. And then I get some Athro or Adrian to get off their ass and actually do something to help people. But because that has worked for me in the past, I don't know, man. Feels like I'm shackled to that persona to a lot in a lot of ways. Because it got me this far, but it doesn't seem to get me much farther. I guess you're right. It's a hard line to to ride. There was there was a part of me when I left when I was leaving Erebus that thought I should be a Silverfang. Really? But <laughs> not because I want to be, but because I thought when a child of Gaia says that you should respect Metis, or when a child of Gaia says that we should fight for unity, who listens? But yeah. if a Silverfang said it. Yeah, but, sure. A lot of jaws would drop. <laughs> yeah, but I figured leaving Erebus pretending to be something I'm not probably wasn't a very smart move. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be honest, though, Albrecht's got you covered there. 
Several Silver Fangs don't recognize him as the true king, but they're all in Europe and Asia and one in Africa. The U.S. has pretty much started to get behind him. I've heard even rumored that the Margrave sees him as a political threat. Hey, and good for him, maybe good for us. Yeah. It's just, there are some changes we can make to ourselves that don't cause us to be a lie, right? Maybe yeah. some of them are worth making. True facts. Hey, Kyle? Yeah? I'm gonna miss your wisdom while you're off on another adventure. It's been refreshing. <laughs> it's just nice to talk to you again. <laughs> I appreciate it. Get that, get your hand ready. Yeah. And over the hat. Officer! What loitering! Meanwhile, Zeb, Dimitri, and William, where are you heading for personal business? Well, I wanted to get feet on the ground or boots on the ground to look for apartments that might be falling apart around the around the seams, so that way the kinfolk from Steel Mountain can purchase it up before other businesses might and renovate them to do better for Gaia and for the kinfolk here. Okay. So you're down in southern, southeastern Colorado Springs. Several pretty rundown places. Uh, nothing really with for sale signs, but you can start making a mental map of which ones to start asking realtors about. Meanwhile, there's no one really around and definitely no one listening, Zeb Dimitri. Hi, Dim. You want to talk about ghosts? Talk a little bit about ghosts. So you've already taken an adventure beyond the second veil, right? Yes. I believe two of them. The first one, you weren't there. The second one, I, I believe you were there. Think of it in two ways. Just as we have there's a reflection of this world in the Umbra, there's a broken, mashed world of the same here in the underworld for humans. A place where humans that die go. That's why I have an interest in it. It's why I care. The dead have ties to the real world. Certain things will bring them back. So we've seen. So relatives, an object, a place of importance. If you were just here in this place, um, Keegan, I will actually activate um, Visions of Duat. I'll spend okay. a Gnosis. Activating the gift, you see the underworld representation of this place as dead weeds are ripping through the concrete all around you. The buildings look even more dilapidated. The window is broken, filled with cobwebs with cold and frightened faces occasionally looking outward, listening for the sound of the crazed specters that roam at night. You see... Several items that are not in the physical realm, such as bottles and, like, mementos, like children's toys, an old Walkman that clearly meant something to the person who lost it here and it got broken, old Game Boys, and in one case, even a gun. The gun is also present in the real world, or just no. the other side? It's just on the other side. One of the Game Boys is actually present. It's in an alleyway. It's real old. I'll be verbally describing this to Howl's in memory, so we don't have to do a repeat. We'll walk up and find this this Game Boy. Okay. This item, for instance, Howl's in memory, is 
of value to someone that's fallen. It's something that calls them here. Some young child, an adult, whoever, this mattered to them. And it binds them to a place like this. What I'm describing to you now is what that call can do and why certain places don't feel as they should and why you might have certain feelings just walking around, legitimately so, especially in a place like this. Pick it up and examine the, the Game Boy Keegan. I'm just just beat up old Game Boy. Yeah, like it clearly had a lot of, like it has an old copy of, um, you know, collecting monsters. Sure. <laughs> the thing is we don't go ahead and, you know, I'll put it back down, Keegan, and kind of try to try to hide a little bit out of sight to make sure okay. uh, no other scavengers come around. Okay. This was important to someone. We leave it here because when you take things like that with you, you get followers that like to come and tag along. And that is one group among many not worth angry. I, I believe I understand. So similar to what happened with Faces the Storm, he had something that bound him to, or that kept him close to the Sept. Yeah. In this case, it was family, a relative that he knew. We'll kind of go and back and, and follow William as he's looking at places um, around here, King, because truthfully, mm-hmm. uh, I might mark of the Death Wolf one of these places if we want to drive property costs down for him to make an acquisition. Nice. Okay. So, William, you do find one that's actually kind of perfect because it gets a lot of southern exposure, which means that that's actually pretty good for heating costs. And because of where the roof is slanted and things like that, you can actually get more solar in and power a good deal of this with solar while sending power back to the grid to help reduce power costs, especially since the city has now been claiming for 12 years in a row that it was going to close a coal power plant. So if you start actually making it so that the coal power plant becomes more obsolete in that more buildings are providing to the grid, it may be beneficial to the city as a whole. One small step at least. Okay. I will jot down that apartment complex information and send it via email or text to the kin uh, in Still Mountain. And so this place of interest to you, William? It is. It's actually quite perfect for the community that we are looking to build. Looking at it through visions of Duat, Keegan, are there quite a few ghostly persons around here right now? There are quite a few, yeah. All right, friend William. There are others here that place a lot of value in this. I think I can do something to help you out in your acquisition. And my hope is that you and your friends and your kin can make it a place that some of the other folks around here might come to appreciate. I'm going to expend a Gnosis Keegan for Mark of the Death Wolf. Okay. Ooh. Five successes. Did not see this one coming when the session started. Just going to say that. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All right, so this place is haunted for five weeks. Good lord. As ghosts start moving through, they're able to, at night, start to manifest and actually make appearances and things like that. Scaring tenants, breaking windows, causing the lights to flicker. You'll have time to make your move, William. Much appreciated, Zeb. I'll pass along that information that it seems to be quickly falling apart into a dilapidated state. All right. 
you do that. And so where is William staying? And is he paying for his companions to stay with him? Yeah, we're just going to grab a, a, a hotel. Okay. Not like a super fancy hotel, but just uh, for one night, we're just going to get one of those two bedroom or not two bedroom, two bed, one bath, little hotel. Cool. That is what you guys do. As the day passes, the sept is once again open, which is good, as it means that it is time to travel. Mistwalker greets you as the moon bridges are getting opened. Shall we go, friends? We're ready. As you move up the moon bridge and you start heading to the sept of desert stone, desert snow, but we will find out. What awaits in the mists of night next time? Thank you to everyone who listened. We'll catch you all in that next episode. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Till next time.